Hello, Bridgetown Church and those of you online. My name is Bethany Allen, and this is the Bridgetown Daily for Monday, May 4th. This weekend was a tough one for me, filled with darker and harder emotions than I usually sit with. I woke up on my Sabbath and noticed that I was not only unusually physically tired, but that I was deeply soul-tired as well, even more than I usually account for. This pandemic, this time in isolation and introspection, while meaningful and profound in so many ways, also comes at a cost, humanly speaking. We don't just have bodies, we are bodies, and we have bodies that are limited in their resources, minds filled with thoughts that come to an end or are endless, souls filled with emotions often deeper than we can name, and bodies limited in both time and space despite their reach for the future or potential moments and experiences. This week, I am profoundly aware that I am limited, that my reach and vision, apart from Jesus, is only as wide as my humanness can behold, and that limitation is producing for me a very real fatigue. We don't know what's ahead or when. We don't know how many more will die or get sick or be compromised. We don't know how much longer we will live like this in a world of isolation and quarantine. And not knowing these answers, I think, will zap the life out of just about anyone. Maybe you're feeling it too. The reality of the slow etching away of moments of connection to self and others. The erosion of pathways to intimacy. And in that, our ability to feel alive and awake to both the moment and the invitation before us. Okay, cue the tiny violin. In all seriousness, while it may not seem like it, fatigue is and will be a very real part of our process through all of this. And as this lingers on, it will continue to feel either like an obstacle or for those who are currently the more spiritual among us, an opportunity. An opportunity for what, you ask? Fair question and one that I wrestled with all weekend. I think, and this is a new hypothesis for me, that it's a lot like standing in front of the ocean, feet in the water, facing the waves. When the waves come, it brings you the things from the ocean, seashells, little fish, seaweed, fresh salt water. And when it leaves, it takes away some things too. The sand that covered your feet, the castle or two that you built, And the things that shouldn't remain on the shore, like the dead fish or the dead jellyfish, among other things. All that to say, I wonder if fatigue can actually be a place where we stand still and let God, through his presence, bring to us new and beautiful things, as well as take away those things that shouldn't be. What if this week, today, We let our fatigue be an opportunity to encounter God's coming, ever-active presence in our life. To end, I'd like to share with you a blessing from John O'Donohue's book, To Bless the Space Between Us. It's one that I have held and will hold near this week. It's called A Blessing for the One Who is Exhausted. When the rhythm of the heart becomes hectic, Time takes on the strain until it breaks. Then all the unattended stress falls in on the mind like an endless increasing weight. The light in the mind becomes dim, 
Things you could take in your stride before now become laborsome events of will. Weariness invades your spirit. Gravity begins falling inside you, dragging down every bone. The tide you never valued has gone out, as you are marooned on an unsure ground. Something within you has closed down, and you cannot push yourself back to life. You have been forced to enter empty time. The desire that drove you has relinquished. There is nothing else to do now but rest and patiently learn to receive the self you have forsaken in the race of days. At first, your thinking will darken and sadness take over like listless weather. The flow of unwept tears will frighten you. You have traveled too fast over false ground. Now your soul has come to take you back. Take refuge in your senses. Open up to all the small miracles you have rushed through. Become inclined to watch the way of rain when it falls slow and free. Imitate the habit of twilight, taking time to open the well of color that fostered the brightness of day. Draw alongside the silence of stone until its calmness can claim you. Be excessively gentle with yourself. Stay clear of those vexed in spirit. Learn to linger around someone of ease who feels they have all the time in the world. And gradually, you will return to yourself, having learned a new respect for your heart and the joy that dwells far within slow time. As you go, I want to bless you with one more thing. In honor of my dear friend and favorite pastor, John Mark Comer, who is currently on a study break this week, may the 4th be with you. Thank you.